0: You're being filmed too? Hmm? You're being filmed too?
1: No, not yet. Can't afford that shit yet. <laughs> Copy. Shit, this shit ain't cheap, man. Check, 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 one, two, Mike, check, one, two. Welcome to the Matt Violinist Podcast, where, you know, it's a safe place to talk my shit. And I got a very, very special guest, the talented, the godly, if you ask me, by far mega. What's good, boy? What's yeah, up? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? i am trying to get you on here for a little bit now. I know,
0: man. for a little bit. Everyth- you think everything's safe? <laughs> Not everything is a space, safe space anymore, the way the world is. Yeah,
1: especially with this with this coronavirus <laughs> flying around. This is definitely the coronavirus quarantine episode. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. No. The,
0: the reason I'm here is because I'm stuck here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that means that it's time for me to take some notes, boys. Time to take some <laughs> notes, man. I got to get back on my DJ shit.
0: Take notes for what?
1: Man, listen, you already know I've been out the, the DJ loop for for some years now.
0: All right, man. All you got to do is just, just listen. That's all I be doing. That's why I be going to all these little different spots and little week. I be still be going to weeklies and stuff like that. I could be home chilling. I could just be, I could just go and do my little weekend gigs and go to carnivals. And, but nah, I be, I be in these little, these little spots, these little hole in the the wall spots. Know where I be going? I be going there. God is, I be wanting to listen. I be wanting to hear what, like, what's bubbling. Yeah. I want to hear what's bubbling. I hear, I want to hear what the like new. New DJs is doing and stuff like that, so I can be like, "All right, I'm still sharp."
1: <laughs> well, speaking of bubbling, bro, you you made like a major leap because you've been busting your ass for some years.
0: Yeah, for some for some years, and for some years. Now everything is taking off now, yo. Mm, yeah. Everything. Yeah, but I I knew that I knew that I wanted to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wanted to do it this way. I didn't wanna. Um, I didn't wanna cheat myself. I didn't wanna take any shortcuts. And I think I kind of realized that just by having my by far brand um just seeing how it grew just seeing how it grew alone this made me be like you know what if it take five years 10 years 15 years i feel like this is worth it so i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sign nowhere and try to get big i'm not gonna you know be up 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 under like a promoter or some kind of other movement i'm like i got my own movement here and so, however long that takes to bust, quote unquote, is how long it's gonna take.
1: I mean, you've been you started this whole by far movement twenty fifteen, right? Twenty fifteen. That was what? It's only been
0: five years. It's only been five years. It's but it's been a long. <laughs> it's been a long five years. A frustrating
1: I mean, one. Here and there. Uh,
0: let me see. Um. Yeah, you get. Mm, mm, I mean, I've had bouts of frustration sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had bouts of frustration where I've been like, "Oh well, damn, why this ain't happening for me right now?" Cause like I always knew, I always knew. I don't. I don't want it to sound like egotistical, but I always knew how good I was as a DJ. Like I, like some some DJs, they like they have that period where they're not good, and then they just develop into being good. Like I started out. Good. Like, I started out knowing how to blend. I started out knowing a whole bunch of music. I started out knowing how the vibe of a party was because I used to party. Because I used to party and I was a dancer and I used to go to, so I knew the floor. I knew everything before I like started like going on the tables.
1: So, so you knew the DJ game as a consumer first. Yeah, and yeah. then you jumped into the whole yeah DJ thing. So you you didn't start DJing in twenty fifteen.
0: No, I didn't start DJing in twenty fifteen. I started DJing. I graduated out of Beneca '09. I was DJing at FRT. I definitely was DJing at FRT. So I want to say, like, 2000. Yeah, around 2011. I was around around 2011. Yeah, because that was around the time Split Personality Rhythm I came out. And... Oh, that was
1: a that was a big rhythm. Yeah. You know what's funny? 2011 was actually actually like the official birth of Matt Violinist. Mm, yeah. That's the, that's the funny thing. I did a show at Leaving College. And um, I was watching Black Violin, and they had this little segment when they just bust out like Mad Dancehall. Mm. They were just you know they were blending it, just like just like a real DJ like is playing. Right. So I was just like, you know what, I could do that. I don't have the DJ yet, but I DJ myself. I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna just put it together.
0: That's exactly how like I started DJing. Dude. It's like you could do that. I could imitate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yo. I used to I used to be a dancer before I was a dance used i be shot like shot up. Before I was shot I was up. So I was I was shot up in parties and stuff like that, and like eventually I started making my way over to the DJ booth mm-hmm. and just standing there and just watching and I would be like in my head I would just be like yo I could do like I could do this like this is not hard. Ho- like I. it's like everything that DJs was doing is like I know why you're doing it and I know you're taking a party from this level to this level and I was like yeah, I could do that. Right. Like I know I like, I know I can do that. And I know I could do it in some wicked like you doing it like this to this, but I'm like thinking like, what if you put this in here and then switch it up on the time? Like, always oh, had all of these ideas on my head. So, and, you, yeah. and you know
1: what's funny? What's funny? Um, even when I was coming up DJing and doing my parties and everything, there was a lot of like trends. Like a lot of these mm. a lot of DJs don't even really talk about that. There's trendy mixes. There's safe yeah. mixes. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, in our field. One mix that they should definitely retire is just one of those days, and to give me a try. Oh yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm tired of hearing that.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. That's what I mean. We learn all of that. We learn all of that stuff. I mean, there's definitely different like like segments and stuff like that. There's like there's the fuck there's the I love my life segment. <laughs> there's it goes I love my life into I feel free into <laughs> No boy can buy me out, and then probably skip to Malu, and then the one day rhythm. That is a whole little segment in of itself. So like. Everybody we found these little pockets of things and that's why I like DJs who do like different kind of stuff. Like
1: And and what's mm. funny is too like with those small pockets of like trends that mm. trends and mixes that all these DJs do. Mm. I feel like when I was con- like when I was the consumer, when I was the one going to parties, just how you were saying you were standing by like the like the DJ booth and just watching and like yo, I could do this. Mm. When I was in parties and stuff like that, like the DJs that were the most creative to me was like those opening djs mm-hmm. and there's two things that i've noticed like when it comes to like club promoters and stuff like that they will either hire somebody who can do the job really well mm-hmm. to get the party started or they will hire somebody who is trash and then you know like the the like the primetime Dj appears like the hero
0: mm-hmm. right and then right.
1: in my in my head like all of the opening slot djs have always killed to me and that, that was always the slot that I've been interested
0: in right I mean that's I mean even if you was like you was at Shawn versus mega so it's like you know, we had a specific kind of structure, and I
1: made sure I was sober for that
0: too. Yeah, we had a specific kind of structure, so it's like from beginning to end, the party was a vibe. Mm-hmm. From beginning to end, the party, the party did what I had to do. Every DJ did. There was no, like usually, like it's like a little, it's like a, it's like a little DJ competition. Like at the end of the party, but like, yo, who took the night? Right. Who took the night? Who scored the goal? You know mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? But like. I don't like parties like that because then it was like, well, the party was only popping for like that one hour when that right. DJ played. You don't want that. You want your party to be as full of vibe as possible. So, like, I took Like, I take pride and like, especially when it comes to my parties and my events and the DJs who I book, it's like, everybody's going to get their chance to shine. Everybody's going to, you know, you know what I mean? They're going to flourish in this in the situations I put them in. So, like, right now, like, people are listening to... So I recorded the whole my whole birthday party on SoundCloud. And what people a lot of people is listening to is they listen to the beginning. Right. Because the beginning is just a straight one hour conscious reggae, lovers rock reggae. where everybody's loving that vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's I booked the DJ I booked to do that was DJ Star. DJ Star, I could I could have booked him in any slot. I could have booked him to play prime time. I could have booked him to close. Right. But you know what I mean? And he even even he told me like after he played, he was like, yo, I was just in a zone. So, like, I like DJs like that, where it don't matter to them, where it He was playing for, like, 10 people in the party, you and know I kill mean? Killing, killing, doing all kind of cuts in the reggae music and stuff. Like, he was in his vibe, you know what I mean? So, that's what I really, really enjoy. I really enjoy DJs. That's how you know... That's that's what separate DJs who, who really love music, you know what I mean? Because once you have that love, you create that vibe with the people... You I mean? That's like one of the main segments people are still talking about to this day.
1: And what's crazy is too, it's just like um, one of the things that I took from Sean versus Mega, like you had a lot of support. Mm. A lot of support. And then it's just like, I was blown away how everybody came out just to celebrate your time, yeah. your growth. And then I remember um, when you and I went on stage to perform, you had mm-hmm. like a speech, I think it was before, uh, you were saying that like you remember throwing these parties under the uh, J-tree. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: how Like yeah. That, that, that doesn't <laughs> blow your mind like, like, yo. Oh,
0: no, that definitely blows my mind. Like... And it was the thing, the crazy thing about it is like it's because I think that's why I get the support that I get is because I've always been on the ground. I've always been with the people. So like it was people in that party that was at the first birthday party that I did under the J train, like in that little art space under the J train. And then we moved it to Tonel Lounge, which was this Haitian spot the following year. And then we went to Aura Lounge, which was in Flatbush, and we packed out we packed out that place. Then I moved it to the paper box. Then I moved it to um um I moved it to Empire I moved it to Empire 103 and then I moved it to Juve. But the the crazy thing the craziest thing for me is like seeing them people that's been down for these five, six years. That's been at every one of my parties, every single one. You know what I mean? These are the people that don't party. You understand? Mm. They don't party, mm. and and they come to they come to my joint because you know what I mean. I was setting that vibe when all of us was young, when we was like, you know, in high school or just coming out of high school, and we was just looking for vibes before it was about bottles and stuff. Like I got a crazy story about like how even the party even came together. Please, please tell the a story. <laughs> well, tell a story. Please tell all a story. Right, you so, got time here, man. Listen, it's quarantine time. You got time. It's it's quarantine time. They're not going to let us out until next month. Don't worry about it. Until BiFi on the boat. All right, so I want people to really pay attention to the timeline of this, right? So, Sean versus Mega is my annual birthday party. So people don't know, it's in February, right? So, this year... I said this year, 2020. I was like, "Yo, this year I'm just taking risks. This year I'm gonna take a lot of risks. If there's an island I wanna go to and just check the atmosphere, I'ma go. If there's a girl I wanna shoot my shot at, I'm gonna just shoot it. Like I'm gonna just, like this was the year. Like this was the year. So this year I was like, you know what? Especially with the, the, the momentum that I built from last year as a DJ, I said, you know what? This year I'ma just I'ma buy out the club. I never used to. I never would buy out the club when I did my party. I would do a rental and do a bar guarantee. Explain to the people
1: who don't know the difference between a rental right. and a buyout. So,
0: a buyout is when you buy the entire, when you buy out the entire club, that means you get the venue, you get the bar. Like, essentially speaking, you get the venue, so the door money is yours, the bar money is yours. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're essentially, you've you bought out everything, you're basically essentially paying, you're basically paying for that day as if it was a normal day. So, you're like, you're buying out the Friday. So, like, for ju- I had Juve Nightclub for my party. The buyout was twelve thousand five hundred dollars. So that's like basically, technically speaking, that's like generically what Juve Nightclub would make right on a Friday night. Twelve thousand. So if
1: you want to buy it out and, and yeah. reap all the benefits of yeah. the door and the bar, yeah. you have to make sure Juve is paid off yeah. first.
0: You make sure Juve is paid off first. So I buy, I buy out the club. So I do it. I do it so they they allow you to do a deposit and then you can pay off the remaining like a few weeks. After here's how the support get crazy, so the buyout was twelve thousand um, five hundred. I put down five thousand. I put down five thousand dollars, right? They give me the layout of the, the, the uh, they give me the layout of the venue. Here's what these sections are. Here's the bottle packages. Here's how we do it. I'm like, all right, cool. So one thing about me is like it's kind of tricky with me when it comes to promoting parties because I wish I could have like two months to promote it, but my birthday party is in February. So if I promote it in December, you have New Year's parties yeah. to worry about. You have Christmas parties to worry about. So I can't really pump until after New Year's. Right. You understand? So I'm always working with like a small window of time of like a month, if that. Right. Maybe a month and a week. You know what I mean? I'm always mm-hmm. working with that small amount of time. So the thing is, the venue, they want their full amount of money like a week or two before the event actually starts. Right. They want the full amount so I'm like alright cool I'm like alright cool mind you I've never like I've never my parties have never we've always done good at the bar decent I mean like part Like, it really depends on like what it is so like if it's like Toast to Life, which is the New Year's party. I know the bar is going to do That's guaranteed to us. Yeah, like, it's, it's guaranteed like, yeah. amazing. It's, it's guaranteed, it's New Year's. You right. know what I mean? It's guaranteed amazing. But like for like regular parties that we would do, like I come from a dance and culture. We don't really drink. We would dance.
1: You like, just go out to vibe, have fun. Yeah, we
0: go out to vibe, have fun. We didn't need to drink and stuff like that. So this is the this is the big shock to me. So I said, you know what, this year, I got that momentum. I got a, I got a, a, bunch of new followers. You know what I mean? And they kind of older, so they into drinking. So you know what? I'm gonna do bottle packages this year, right? Boom. So, promoting it, promoting it, promoting it. There's 25 packages that I can sell. 25 sections that I can sell.
1: And how much were they? Uh, Roughly.
0: There was like a, there was a $300 package and a $500 package. So, getting into about like that two week deadline,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I maybe had. 10 out of 25 packages sold. I had 10 out of 25 25 packages sold and maybe a few hundred tickets sold. I don't have the remaining (laughs) $7,500 to pay off the buyout. So, I'm sitting in my crib, stuck. This has to be like a Sunday or Monday leading into the week that the money is due. Right. Right? So, I'm sitting in my crib and I'm like... Yo, boy, you really dig a hole for yourself this time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how am I going to get $7,500 like that? You know what I mean? By this deadline. Because, like, I want the event to go on. And it's like, if... You know how venue owners are. Like, if you show any kind of shakiness in terms of their money... yeah. It's a dog. Because you're fucking up their money. Yeah, it's fucking up their money. And it's they're also thinking in their head, it's like, yo, this thing ain't really about nothing. He kinda just sold me a dream. Right. You know what I mean? And I was selling them, but yo, I was really I was like, yo, I was telling the video, I'm like, yo, I'm like the most popular DJ in Brooklyn. Like, is this probably about to be mine? Like It's not a lie. It's not a lie, but in like in that situation. (laughs) It has to
1: reciprocate in money. Yeah, exactly. The
0: reality is not me in what I needed to meet. Like me being the most popular (laughs) DJ is not doing anything for me right now. Right. Right? So It's Sunday, it has it has to be like Sunday or Monday. And I'm like, yo, I gotta like, I gotta figure out something. And I'm thinking, I'm like, yo. I could ask my dad for like a little racket. I had some money saved over, so I'm like, I don't want to dip into it though. So I'm like, I could dip into a little bit of this. I could ask my father for a little bit of this. I can come to the venue and be like, boom, cause you know, there's always that last minute rush. Like I knew I was going to make the money. It was just about the time making in it before which, the event. making it before the event. I oh, I know you like as a as a promoter, you know the biggest influx of tickets you're going to get is like the last 24 hours before the event. Mm-hmm. you want going to get that big influx It happened of to me before sales. too. You're going to get a super big influx. So I'm like, damn, I know the money's going to come, but is it going to come when it's supposed to? So I'm sitting in the crib discouraged. And I'm like, I don't want to ask my father for money because I used to ask my father for money when I used to throw parties years ago. Right. And I was like, yo, I'm done. Like I had been done with that. You graduated you know, what I'm from saying? that a long time ago. I, yeah it's like I did that a long time ago when I was like, yo, I need this little 500 whatever for a venue whatever I I ain't want to do that no more because I felt like that was like taking 50 steps back right That's taking 50 steps back. I'm not I was like yo, I don't want to do it but I'm like, uh, I might have to do it And then I'm thinking to myself I'm like, yo mega, like really sit down, really sit down yeah like let let me try to organize that thing let me try to organize some I'm, I'm saying I'm thinking I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. and I'm like, boom. The way I sell tickets is like on Instagram, they have that boomerang function, right? Right. So it's like, it's like the back and like real fast back and forth thing. So what I would usually do is like I would sell people, I would show people, I would show me giving them the tickets and them giving me the money on a boomerang. Right. And people seeing that visually right. would be like, oh shit, them tickets is moving. So, I gotta go get them. So there tickets. was a spike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it creates a spike. So you, so you created the demand. So I created the created demand. So I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm gonna do for the bottle packages. Mm-hmm. I had to get I had to get a bottle package. I think either that Monday or that Tuesday. I had to get a bottle package. That money on that Tuesday. So I went to lengthy person and he made like a big package too. It was like eight hundred dollars. I think he got like two. I think he got a five hundred and a three hundred, all in cash. Mm. So I'm like, woo! Nah, I got I gotta get this. Right. That's I right. have I have to capture this. I have to capture this. So, bro, I'm <laughs> capturing this. Hundreds, like hundreds, coming in my hand. I'm giving him the complimentary tickets. Showing him how the thing is, bro. Boy, between that day and then the next day, I need a package. I need a package. I need a package. I need a package. Oh, you doing bottles? You doing a package? Can I do this bottle? Can I swap this bottle for this bottle? Can I do this? Blah, 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 blah. I had the 25 packages like, so, in, le- in less than three days.
1: That is crazy. And how, yeah. how far along, like how much time before the actual event happens? I know you said like tickets start to I, like, fly out closer week, to.
0: It was like a week and a half. And it was like a week and a half I, I, I got everything. And then it was so crazy because, like, I went to the venue to just lock to, like, finna finalize all these sales and everything. And they were, like, hmm. Like, they were, like, shocked. They were shocked. Not only that I had did it, but then also how organized it was. Like Everything was in the envelope. All the, the names were in the right place, the bottle names, right. stuff like that. Everything was like... So that gave them just even more confidence in me and more confidence in my party.
1: And probably ease in, in a peace of mind, too. Yeah, ease a
0: peace of mind. And another thing people don't know about the party um, is that in Queens, there's a 3 a.m. curfew. Mm.
1: There's
0: a 3 a.m. curfew. And I was like... and. I they told me that I wouldn't know if they would have let me take the party until 4 a.m. until the night of.
1: And wasn't there something about like not playing hip hop past a certain time? Yeah, yeah I
0: couldn't play hip hop past a certain time and or it was all kind of thing that was happening behind that the shit scenes. Is so
1: weird to me. Yeah, bro. But I I mean I whatever, didn't know whatever. that we
0: was going until 4 a.m. until like two thirty. 30. Mm. I didn't know it was going until 4 a.m. And I was like, the way I had planned the night, I'm like, yo. It has to go until four because like there's the violin performance that I have right. to do. Then I have to close the party. Like there's so much other stuff that I want to do. Like it has to go till four. It has to go to four. It has to go to four. I ain't fine until like two thirty, two forty-five. They're like, yo, yeah. I think hip hop was playing at this time too. And they were like, they step. I stepped into um Dash's office and he's like, he's like, yo, so here, I'm to let you go till four. All right, yeah, we but, like, but just lock off the hip hop for like in the next <laughs> like five minutes. I'm like, alright, cool, I got you, I got you. Like say no more. <laughs> So yeah, man, there was so much stuff going on behind the scenes, but like, just yeah, the the support is like really crazy. And to really think, like, I really be thinking about like the support is really crazy because it's people celebrating their birthday at a party where it's named my name twice.
1: Right, Sean versus Mega. <laughs> Sean
0: versus Mega, and people just like Nah, I'm celebrating my birthday <laughs> at this party, like that's like really nuts to me. No,
1: that that's really a beautiful thing, though, man. Mm-hmm. Like. As, as like a freelancing musician myself, and I consider you to be a music, musician as well. It's just it's like right. what dri- the driving force behind us being successful is the support. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the weirdest thing to me is just um when people blindly support. Like mm-hmm. I don't care what you do, yeah, When you, you do, do it, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. They're, I'm they're, there. I'm not asking no questions, nothing.
0: Yeah, because there's always them people like like my good friend Denise. It doesn't matter what party I'm doing; she's rolling twenty. Deep, mm. every single party she's rolling twenty, she's rolling twenty deep plus, and she will never ask me for that. She will never be like, "Oh, can I sell tickets? I get some money." She's just like, "Nah." I'm I'll do just, it. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, I'm just bringing people here because I know this is
1: where the vibes is. You That's another I mean? thing too. Like those, those people, those are some special people too.
0: Oh yeah, facts, facts.
1: Those are some real special people. The people that also do support you without. Mm-hmm. It's not transactional. I don't yeah, need anything it's from not. you. It's not. You know, it's yeah. just. I just. I just wanna see you I just wanna see you win.
0: Yeah, they just wanna see you win. And then also like some people they just wanna like they just like invest in a good product. or What they feel is a good product. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing with like Private Ryan and him doing Soka brainwash. He can sell 75, 80, 90, $100 dollar tickets. Cause it's like people is like, yo, I'm gonna get my money's worth if I put this money in. And they'll rather if there was a, if there's a if there's a twenty dollar FET, on the same day as soaker brainwash, that twenty dollar Fed is gonna sink. That twenty dollar Fed ain't making no money. Shit. People are rather put they set, and i say some people are rather put their seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred dollars into a Fed rather than pay twenty dollars for a Fed. That just speaks that that just speaks to the product that you're presenting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's how I be telling people all the time, I am um just the other day I was um Me and my bros, me and my bros in Brooklyn, we was just looking at, like, we was looking at our logos because we all, we all be focusing on, like, brands and, like, just how we can be, like, just better as brand, like, our branding and our marketing better. And so, like, my bro, my bro Mella showed me his logo and he showed me his logo and he's like, oh, somebody had told me that, oh... Or oh, the logo looks too corporate. Like try to make it look more street, more urban. And I, and I was telling him like, nah, man, don't do that. You want people to, to try and meet you. You don't want to meet them. Right. You don't you don't want to meet them. You want people to go up and try and meet you. Because if you try and meet them on that level, that's the only level that you go, that they're gonna see It's it's not an aspiration. There's no aspiration. Once there's an aspiration too. Once you could tie some into aspiration. You know what I mean? That's why AirPods sell out. That's why Beats by Dre sell out. You know what I mean? Because it's an aspiration.
1: And that's okay. why the strings attached cast yeah. can charge so much money.
0: That's, what we, that's <laughs> why we get to the check, yo. That's why luxury brands is the way it is. Like, you wouldn't... Nobody would nobody would buy some of these luxury shoes if they was, like, Jordan Prices. Like, because we would be like... like it's, There's certain luxury shoes out here that people is like, yo, that's ugly. But because of how much it, because of how much it is, people aspire to that just to be like, yeah, I can buy it.
1: There's a pride behind it. I yes, got it. A, mm-hmm. I saved up my money. I busted my ass. I was mm-hmm. working overtime, and now I finally got it. Now exactly. there's a pride to that it's product. A pride,
0: exactly. So it does not even have nothing to do with the sneaker.
1: And so. you know, you know, what's funny too. That that goes into a conversation that, that I've been having frequently on this podcast about value. Mm. You know, it's just like your value is literally made up. Where do you literally. want it to be? Where do literally, you want it to be?
0: Literally made up, like literally made up, like I like. When I'm promote, like negotiating with these promoters, it's like they don't know me from Jack or George. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, if I see my price is five hundred
1: for thirty price, minutes,
0: <laughs> for thirty minutes my price is five hundred for thirty minutes, and like I'm at a point where the promoter's gonna, the promoter's not gonna be like, oh, we're gonna go in a different direction. They wanna book me, right? <laughs> they wanna book me. If they didn't wanna book me, they wouldn't hit me up in the first place. You understand? So it's really, it's really not about what you. It's about what you can negotiate
1: and what you can leverage. Yeah, and, and for you, you, leverage, you you're yeah. leveraging like you know your audience and you're definitely leveraging your your
0: talent. Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure.
1: And trust me, as as a DJ, DJ to DJ, musician to musician, uh-huh. when you get a compliment from another musician, that's a that's like a high rated mm-hmm. musician, I mean, compliment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, like that's, super high rated.
0: That's what I I take pride in the most. What I take pride in the most is like being like a DJ's DJ. Like like a lot of DJs fuck with me. <laughs> know right. A lot of DJs fuck with me. Like A lot of DJs will be like, yo, they'll come to me like, yo, I don't really like a lot of people. I've heard, you know how many times i heard this so much like, I don't really like a lot of people. But you see you, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. Nah, but right, one one of,
1: one of the main things that like I really enjoy mm. that you do is your ability to tell stories on the fly. Mm. You know, like like if, if, if you got 16 balls... To tell mm. a quick story mm. in between a blend, mm. off the head, you got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's clear. It's it's it, it makes sense. There's a beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. and I, it just fits.
0: I think I, I learned that from like doing like poetry, like honestly, because I remember. I mean, it was always that time when it was like when I had the microphone and I was like real timid and I ain't know what to say or whatever. I ain't know how to articulate myself, and you know what I mean for like people wouldn't understand my accent. So it's just like I'm like, I'm like nervous or whatever. And then I think just writing poetry and just like writing poetry and then like just listening to other DJs and just listening to like other how people do their speeches and stuff like that. Picking up little things here and there. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then it's like the best thing you could do on the microphone is just be yourself. Like I just have a very I have a I could be very reserved but then I also can have like a very bright personality too. Right. And I, I have my humorous moments, too. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I try to be as multifaceted as possible. As possible. So, um, yeah. Once I, just, once I just let go of, like, these, like, reservations or, like, the expectations of, like, what I could say or what I could not say on a microphone, that's when I took my MC and, and my storytelling to a whole entirely different level. Because now it's, like, I'm always having a party in my head anyway. You know what I mean, so why don't I just bring that to life?
1: And that's the best place to have the party too. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny too? A lot of people don't know. Like my older brother Maurice knows. Um, because of you, that's when I like really started to like lock in. Like I, I obviously I know how to blend, I know how to scratch, and everything. I'm like, but when I heard Mega Chat, mm. I'm like, nah, I need to get that shit going. Mm. I literally locked myself in a garage, right? And mm. was just trying to figure out and understand how to speak because I'm not the best speaker.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not yet. You know, I, I feel like um, when I get nervous, I have trouble articulating, mm-hmm. um, you know, pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I stutter over r- words mm-hmm. and, you know, trip over words. And a lot of that stuff is just mental. It's just yeah. r- the reps. Yeah. Once I started to get yeah. the reps in, mm-hmm. you know, I started to like create challenges for myself. Like, you know, I try I practice like chatting and DJing and blending on internal mode um, with, the, with the left pioneer by itself, with the mm-hmm. right pioneer by mm-hmm. itself. And then um, I remember I like... Took my skills out on um this one gig that I was doing it was, it was, it was this gig um Firewater, mm. and I got that opening DJ spot and I was I was <laughs> mad happy about that I'm like oh it's about to be a rap and Firewater is it's not like a it's not like a spot where people go there to vibe like for a lack of better term lack of, a lack of better terms there's a lot of hood niggas there mm. so the the, the vibe is a lot more like loxy, oh yeah so it's just like mm. if there's a a space where I really want to like. Like sharpen my skills. Mm. It's this spot here. If I can get heads nodding and, p- and bodies moving, that mm. means that I'm doing my job. And I did such a good job that I got my set cut off thirty minutes <laughs> early. Like the dude, the dude that brought me on. This is my guy. Shout out to DJ Pinnacle. He was just like, "All right, man, it's my turn now." I was like, "All right, cool, cool, whatever, you, do, you, like. whatever you like. mm, Right. Yeah, man. Yo, right. you, you be you be killing with them. Yeah, you with know them.
0: How, I, how I got my speeches up? Um, when my mother, God bless her soul, she she passed last year in March, actually. Um, she was staying in a nursing home i was a 30 minute walk away from the nursing home so what i would do is i would just i would walk from my house to the nursing home and i would just practice my speeches walking mm. up and down the street people would think i was crazy cuz i'm not just like i'm not just keeping it to myself i'm not just mumbling i'm like i'm i'm walking in the street like <laughs> big up to all these single girls in the party and i'm walking and i'm like Checking for the stop sign and, you know what I mean? I'm like, everybody inside the party, put your hand in... And I'm like, I just had a music in my head. Mm. I'm just thinking... No like, headphones, no nothing. No headphones, no nothing, yo. So people thinking like, yo, he's bugging. <laughs> like, he's bugging. He's out of his mind. But in my head, I'm like, I know, you know, I know the purpose of what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I know the purpose of what I'm doing. So it's like, that was my training grounds. Because it's like... And it also like help me get rid of like any fear of speaking in front of people. Because I'm literally speaking in front of random people like two, three, four times a week just walking up and down the street. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like if I can just do that and not really care about, you know what I mean, people reaction, you know what I mean? Then like I can survive like on a stage where it's like that
1: distance, you know. And what's crazy about talking talking on the mic, pause. Like when you're performing it's just like you need like this this arrogance this fearlessness. No matter what I say, I don't care like what happens. You gotta just believe it. Yeah, you have to believe it. Like yeah. no matter what it is.
0: Yeah, because you gotta understand people. There's so much. There's so much different. There's so much things to like. What the human brain does when it comes to like perception. You understand what I'm saying? Like me standing on a stage. And looking down at you, you're gonna have a different perce- perception of me than me standing looking at you face to face, eye right. level. It's a diff. It's just a different. soon as somebody steps on the stage, they become like, like you know what I mean, a celebrity in a person's eyes. God-like. Like, they become godlike in a person's eyes, and it could be the regular Joe Schmo guy. The, the it could be the corniest person in the party. It could be the 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 biggest nerd. It could be the biggest loser. Once he step on us once you in a party and that man step on a stage and he just walk across the stage just so while the DJ playing, everybody's like Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? It's just a different So once you once you're once you're the DJ, once you're the mic man, once you once you are on that stage, you are playing an important role to the person down there. You know what I mean? You're playing an important role to the person down there. That person looks at you as somebody important, no matter who you are. You know what I mean? So once you know that, when you're taking a microphone, it's like they're they're in the palm of your hand. You just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. They're in the palm of your hand. You just have to walk with that confidence and just know. And I can't even I can't even say the first time I knew. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember like the first time like I knew that everything that I was saying was like was like being taken as like the holy word. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. It wasn't at Plenty's cuz Plenty's I was You're the 13th disciple. Yeah, it wasn't at Plenty's cuz at Plenty's I think I was I was honing my skills still to that point. And I was honing my skills at Karma. But once I, I I guess once I started stepping out and like doing like this big events and you know what I mean, kind of like just saying fuck it and just going on the stage and just coming up from behind the booth and going on the stage and being like, yeah, like, I kind of just... And I think I always had it in me because I always kind of wanted to be, like, a performer. Like, when I was younger, when I was, like, a kid, I was, like, a big Michael Jackson fan. And, like, for all the family gatherings, like, Christmas and whatever. So, like, I always had to do, like, the Michael Jackson routine. Yeah, had to and bring like, everybody into the, into the living room. Yeah, just, everybody in the living room. I was, room no, I was like that, too. Yeah, I had to do the Michael Jackson routine. You know I mean, I was in all the talent shoes and stuff like that. So, like, me being in <clears> front <throat> of people performing is, like, nothing. It's really, like, it's like, nothing for me. It's, like... It's like I know what it takes. Mm-hmm.
1: I know what it takes. What's What's funny is to um. I want to know if you if you feel like this too. I feel like nowadays if I'm not nervous about an event, I probably don't care. Mm. They, like literally, there was a time of, like right before I got on stage at the Apollo, like um, and this never really happens. Like my heart rate was so was so rapid mm. that like I can literally feel my like pulse through my eyes, like. Hmm. I don't know if that's a blood
0: pressure. why <laughs> <laughs> You need to get that checked out. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I mean,
1: I didn't, I didn't collapse or nothing like that. I was fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's something about being nervous that brings the best out of me.
0: Mm.
1: It makes me want to like be extra prepared, like, mm. like you know, I can get shot, and as long as I can still play and do this, <laughs> it's, it's gonna, it's gonna go off. I'm right. gonna go off without a hitch, yeah. you know.
0: Well, for me, it's like I think I was telling you this earlier. It's like I, nerves, nerves do nothing for me. Like I think that I like, I kind of like. For lack of a better term, I like I swallow those nerves down before I like go perform. Cause it's like I put it in my head. Like, I I just put it in my head when I'm performing and I'm DJing. It's like I'm not losing. Like I'm not gonna lose. Like I can't lose. Like I'm. I really be like yo. I'm by far mega and I cannot lose. I'm not gonna lose. Only time I be nervous when I talk to girls. Like to be honest, with you, <laughs> that's the only time I'm nervous. Is like yo. This could go. This could go either way. Like. You know what I mean? I'm a DJ. You know what they say about DJs. She probably already thinking that from me walking up to her, like what this DJ want with me. You know what I mean? So I'm always nervous in that regard. But when it comes to DJing performance, it's like I throw that out of the window because it's like this is what this is this is what keep the lights on for me. Right. You know what I mean? This is what keep the lights on for me. This is what keep me in like cool clothes or what I think is cool clothes. And you know what I mean? It allows me to buy what I want to buy. You know what I mean? So it's like this is my livelihood. So when it's like your livelihood, it's like. You're gonna eat. Like you're gonna eat. Like eat. you're gonna eat. When you go on that stage, you're gonna eat. You know you know exactly what to do. You know exactly what transitions gonna kill. You know exactly what speeds to do at this kind of like you know what to do. Like, do your fucking
1: job. You really you really have a problem like approaching girls?
0: All the time, yo. All the time. All the time. That's why it's, it'd be much better when they approach me.
1: For for me, you know what's funny too? Um, when it comes to performers, like everybody has this 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 um, thought in their head, like like musicians and DJs and performers, like like we get all the girls, you know, mm. I and mean, we can get anything. Yeah, which is, I mean, to me, it's it's the truth. I can get anything I want. Yeah, but I feel like the reason why that is is, is because our talent doesn't make it easier. It just lets down that initial guard. Mm. That that first wall, like mm-hmm. like that, the nigga, what you want? Mm, no, nah, like that was-
0: You see what, they, what I'm saying? That's what they girls build the wall with me. They be like, hmm, <laughs> hmm, you a DJ like? You a DJ like, listen. I'm probably see, they 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 order like yo. Oh, I'm just I'm I'm another one in your lineup. Like you have a whole star lineup. You, have you a got team. a whole crate full of me, <laughs> like. and I be t- and every girl I talk to, I always say the same thing. I'm like yo, if every girl has that mindset and is like reserved about me, I would never be with anybody. Right. I would never be with a girl if every girl that I talk to thinks that I'm always with another girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like. I'll like, yo, I don't know what, like, what do you want me to, like, what do you want me to do? Like, you want me to be a, li- to be a librarian? They'll be like, I promise you I would still be popping. Like, I promise you, I promise you. <laughs> I like you, this energy. I like this I energy. I promise you if I was working at Barnes & Noble, <laughs> I would be a Gallus in Barnes & Noble. Like, I really would. So, I be telling people, like, all the time, like, it don't even have nothing to do with me being a DJ. It's really just who I am and just my presence as a person. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, girls, yeah, girls, like, give me, I mean, because I remember when it was like, not this. I remember when I couldn't get no attention from no girl. You understand? So. The
1: I mean, hardest, the hardest thing for me is always, it, it's always been the approach. Mm. While I'm, you know, either, I, like, while I'm playing, performing, whatever, or I'm not, if I'm just at a bar ca- casually, it's always just the approach. Mm. And, um, to, to, to me, gimmicks and, and. and Pickup up lines and shit like that would never yeah. work for me. Yeah, yeah. My mind is not quick enough, sharp enough. Yeah, it's not. It's, it, not. it's not I just have to be myself, man. For
0: me it's like I've always been person who would do like the adverse to things. Like I would always like if I see if I see everybody in my hood selling drugs and getting money, but then I see them getting locked up, getting killed, I'm like that's not for me. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? That's not what I'm doing. So if I'm in a party like and I'm seeing a girl cuz number one I got good taste and I, I got good taste. So I'm like, if I want that girl, I know like 10, 15 other niggas want that girl. I know that off rip. So I'm in the party and I'm looking, I'm studying. I know this person, this guy gonna try to talk to her. This Dumb. guy gonna try to talk to her. This guy gonna try to talk to her. This guy gonna try to talk to her. This guy gonna try to Once it gets to that point, I am like, I'm not gonna talk to you because you already tired of that sh- Like, I'm, in my head, I'm like, yo, the girl, she tired of that shit, yo. Men been harassing her to try and dance with her all night, try to get her number all night. She been giving out fake numbers all night. She been with her friends pretending that she's gay all night. You <laughs> understand what I'm saying? So in my head, I'm like, why would I add to that? I- why would I add to that? So I'm like, I'd rather you come talk to me because then I know that you are a willing participant into. You know what I mean? You know, well, I, what, to go on. I got a funny
1: story about that. There was one time, this was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like like Dougie Fresh was performing at some some event that I ended up at. And I was chilling with like these like these these three like beautiful girls. Like mm-hmm. all of them were all fire, right? So you know, Dougie Fresh was performing, so everybody in there is roughly like, you know, 45 up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was this one dude trying to holler at, at one of at one of my homegirls. And then they was like, Matt, can you please stop him? Can you please stop him? They were like, just, just say that like I'm your girl. I'm like okay, so what? If, he's trying to talk to your to your friend too. What about her? Like just say the same thing. You know, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, my man, like I'm sorry, bro. Like, like these are both my girlfriends or whatever. He like we got both of them. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. He like you're you're, you're lying. I'm like, bro, nah, man. Like I, I get it. They're beautiful women, mm. but they they not on you right now, bro. Mm-hmm. You got you got on slacks with white socks. Ain't nobody fucking with that. <laughs> <laughs> Say ain't nobody fuck with that shit right now, man. Mm. And them shits is dingy too. They not even they not even pearly <laughs> whites, bro. Come on,
0: he said now. With white socks. yo. yo. Son. Nah, the
1: fake numbers and acting like they gay. That's some funny shit.
0: Yo, bro. That's some real funny shit. Nah, man. I've seen it. I've, I've seen
1: I've it see too. It. I see it every
0: weekend. <laughs> I see it every single weekend, man. And it's, it's it's sad. So I will just be like, you know what? Just even yesterday, I was at I was in a party, and like this girl that you know what I mean. I, you know, I just, I just check out our scope. I don't say nothing. I just be holding my corner. She know of me. She know of me. So she came. She come to me like, oh, she's like, I think I was getting ready to leave a sign like that, and she was like, she was like, oh, I was looking for you, and I was like, oh, what for? Oh, I wanted to dance with you, and I was like, okay, oh, all right. It just fell into my lap. Like it just fell into my lap. Like I, like I was studying the again, but I was like, yo, I'm not gonna approach her. Cause I already see how niggas move around her. So I'm like, I'm a chill. You know what I mean? She gonna make that decision. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And once now, now in my head it's like, all right, boom. I kind of know my standing in the hierarchy. You understand what I'm saying? So if I walk in a spot and I just grab her hand and I just go somewhere, she gonna be with it. Mm. You know what I mean? There's like, what now? Knowing that it's like, all right, I see what I must do. You know what I mean? And that's why I like the I like the girl to come to me because I don't like. I don't like pressing up on no women, especially with me being in my position as a DJ and all the flack and thing that DJ get for like being promiscuous and, you know what I mean, being sexually transgressive and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I never want my name to be caught up in all of that stuff. So, big up to all my links them you yeah, understand. Big up <laughs> to all my links. You know what I mean? Because we keep our thing on the hush. You know what I mean? The way it's supposed to be. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think gen- generally speaking, I think you are right. It will come to you. Just chill.
0: Let's chill. Just chill. Just chill. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna come to you, cause it's like that's just the nature of the world. It's the people, game. That's it's, the game. That's people, just the game. You people, don't win every game. Yeah, people are attracted to people like that, Like, and that's something that I realized, and I'm glad that I made it out of high school. To I used to think in high school. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, no girl like me. Like, am I ever Yo, be I had that same. Yeah. Yo, and I always tell like, people.
1: Yo, I always tell people like, yo, I did not know I can get bitches until I got out of Jersey.
0: Not the moment
1: what? I got out of Jersey, everything changed. You know why? Because I was the new kid on the block. Yeah. And yeah. I was talented, yeah. too.
0: Yeah, because you have to understand, like, when you're in high school, the the zenith of manhood is a monolith. Like, it's either you're playing, you're, like, you're either on the basketball team or you're the gangster. Like... Nobody like. There's no stock yet in being like the pop spoken word poet. There's no stock in that. There's yet. no
1: social equity in that.
0: There's no social equity in that. Like this, n- you can't you can't leverage that after school. I can leverage being an. Athlete like you know
1: what I mean? School. Like pull up show you, you know I can read these words exactly. and like I can read a whole paragraph exactly. in like thirty five seconds. Pull exactly, on, sign, I can
0: leverage like upperclassmen can leverage like yo I got a car, yo I got mad money like. There's no social equity in like being able to write a metaphor in high school. There's not, not at all. It's not until you're old. Now I'm older, and then it's like, oh, he got a master's. He got a master's degree in that shit. Oh, he actually traveled to do poetry. Oh, they, they looking at you. The it the entire market opens up. The entire market opens up. That's how it happens, man.
1: So yeah, I tell I tell all my friends, man. Like, and there's even people like in town who would date like, if if. If we're rating women from one to ten, and five is average, they're dating solid threes. Mm. I'm like, fam, get out of Jersey, and mm. your ugly ass can pull a solid seven.
0: Right? Yeah. Above thing, average. Like, yo, like somebody
1: who's fire.
0: That's the thing. like, And that's another thing, too. It's like, yo, go, go for what you want,
1: bro. And that go too. For you, go for what you want, bro. Don't, don't, don't settle. Yeah, Do don't, not settle.
0: Don't settle. Don't settle because like you're really just like really beauty is really in the eye of the beholder. Like it really is. It doesn't matter how good people think you look or you know what I mean. Like it's really just about you and that person together and what that vibe is. You know what I mean? It's different strokes for different folks. It really is. It really is. have I've been with girls where people have been like, "How did he get that? How did he get?" I'm like, "Yo." I don't know, but I also have a great track record with some baddies. What? I got a great track record. So it gotta be something about it gotta be something about me. No matter what niggas think, like, man, that's like my this girl I was talking to was fire. I know she was fire, everybody here was trying to kill. The other girl, everybody here trying to kill. The other girl before that, everybody was trying to kill. Like At some point, like, I'm like, yo, it's me. Cause I do struggle a lot with like self esteem and stuff like that. I have big self esteem issues. I have big self confidence issues. Hold on, let me fix that mic for you. Hold on. I got This one here? Yeah, I got it. Gooch. Gooch, yeah. Alright, so for me, it's like, yo, I have big self-esteem issues, big self-confidence issues, whatsoever, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, when I look at the track record of, like, not even just girls that I've, like, just dealt with, like, sexually, but, like, girls just, like, be like, yo, I want to be with you. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, like, yo, you got to wake up to me every morning. You know what I mean? And I'm the person you want to wake up to every morning. And I'm talking about, yo, I've, I've really been blessed. Like, I've really been blessed to, like, be with some really, really beautiful women. And so like at some point, like when you have a track record of doing it, it's like it's gotta be me. Like it's gotta be something about me that these like beautiful, attractive women are fucking with me for. So
1: And you know what's I mean. crazy too? It's not when you come around, it's when they come around. Mm. And that'd be the funnest part. i mean, that's like the dopest part. I'm like, oh, you yeah. finally got it. Yeah, you
0: finally see it. Yeah, you finally, finally see got it. it. You see it. I'm about to like, show you how
1: fucking dope I really yeah, am yeah, So see it. that shit is crazy. That shit is really some cool shit, mm-hmm. man. And I think um for me. That's why, like, when I'm when I'm in public, I can kind of tell, like, as far as the men go, mm. who really had the opportunity to date the people they really wanted to date. Mm. If you ever gotten that woman that you thought you could never ever get, mm. and you got her, and then you know, you know what I mean, yeah, spent some time together, you got to know this person. It's just like for me, when that started to happen for me. Mm. I stopped sweating women. There's no point. No, no, there's no point. There's really no point. There's no point. She already knows if she wants you or not. She already knows exactly with, this, She knows exactly what she's going to do and not going to do with you. Mm-hmm, yeah. Just it's relax.
0: It's the same thing with me when it comes to poetry. Like I used to always think like the last poem that I wrote was going to be the best poem that I ever wrote and I never would top it. And then the next poem I wrote would top that poem. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it would always it would always happen that way like I would write like this fire poem and I'd be like, "Yo, boy, the way I just did that, the way I flipped the language, I was like, yo, there's no way that I'm going to write, I, I can't top that. And then, you know what I mean? You just live life. And then it comes down the line, you write another poem, and you're like, wow, I really top that. Like, you keep bettering yourself. And it's like, if you keep you keep producing, you keep if you keep shooting the three-pointers, yo, like, you're a three-point shooter, bro. You're Steph Curry, bro. Like nobody's, telling, like, nobody's telling me nothing when it comes to, like, when it comes to, like, girls, when it comes to DJing and stuff like that. And like, and I'm always super hard on myself. I think that's why I kind of I go for the I go for the girls that I think that initially I can't get. You know what I mean? Because I I'm just built I'm just built that way to just think that eventually, it's gonna turn in
1: my favor, like it's gonna turn in my favor. So that's yeah. dope. The esteem issues is what I'm was what I'm interested in because mm-hmm. um in in my journey of being a musician, the esteem issues have really been a challenge for me
0: mm-hmm. and.
1: You know, the esteem issues not like gone gone unchecked gave me mm. like a false reality of what's really going on when I'm performing. Mm. You know, it can it could turn into like some sort of like depression, mm. major frustration and everything. That's
0: interesting. You have a you have confidence issues in your talent. You would
1: say? I I think yes, it's talent and the performance. The
0: performance, performance. I and, I don't have that issue. And
1: I think that's the reason why I mean you've worked with me for like a, a little bit now. That's that's mm. the reason why I'm trying to be so Accurate, so on yeah. point. You yeah. know, I, I feel like the way that I that I counteract that is that standard of playing. Like, can somebody else match this? And I'm not doing it for that reason, but it's just like I want to do it to the highest level, mm-hmm. to the luxury level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, oh no, this is like really dope. Remember when we when we spoke about doing like the strings attached episodes? Mm-hmm. Like for those who hire us, they're like oh no, they spent some time on this.
0: Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't.
1: They didn't just right. They didn't just put this out. Right. You know, so. Like as far as you said that you don't have those those esteem issues yeah, when it I comes to like yeah when it comes
0: to performing and stuff like that because it's just like I've been doing this since I was like five six seven years old and 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 always at a level where people was always like who the fuck is that like when I was in kindergarten and I was doing like and I was graduating out of kindergarten and we had to do these like dance recitals thing like that and it came down to like doing we had to do like this African dance Irish dance. Brazilian dance like I was getting called up to do encores like solo you know what I mean like if the whole class would do the whole class would be doing the dances and then I remember I remember this like vividly I remember this vividly it's like I remember like we was doing these dances we was doing the African dances the Irish dance Brazilian dance and then it was like people thinking that it was over and we we're getting ready to leave and then um the instructor was like everybody like everybody here like all, all the parents and stuff like everybody here there's like we want to see sean do mm-hmm. that stuff again by himself like as an encore
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i mean so like i always like when it comes to performing i always knew that i had that i had that something i had that you it. had the it factor i had the it fact i always knew i had the it factor um and i guess credit to me like Watson like watching Michael Jackson and just seeing like there's so many levels of separatism. Like even when I was younger, like listening to Bob Marley, I knew Bob Marley's music was different mm-hmm. than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. I knew Bob Marley's reggae was a different kind of reggae, yo. I just I just knew it like I could just listen to it. You could listen to it and just know like it's on a different kind of vibration. You understand? It's just something different. Not to say it's better, not to say it's it's just it's just something different about it. Mm-hmm. It's just something different about the Michael Jackson records than any other pop record you're gonna hear. So I always knew, like, you put me in a field of like anybody, poets, DJs, anything that I'm doing. You're gonna shine through. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shine through because it's always gonna be something about like. So that's that's what always i have never i have never faltered in like my confidence when it comes to like performing and stuff. Cause I know. I know it's just something about me that like I'm exuding.
1: So you know what's funny? There's actually a shit ton of similar similarities. And this is, this is your upbringing, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. I was the same exact way. Mm-hmm. I used to always perform. Um, speaking like going back to like family members being over or family friends being over, I used to always perform Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, quit playing games with my heart. Mm-hmm. Then I used to always switch straight from that into Barrington Levy's "Be Strong." Mm-hmm. Even for even for people who had no idea what that was, mm-hmm. that was just my shit. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And it's just like, I think the issues with me as far as my esteem goes, it's like a mat to mat issue. It's never how the people receive me. People always receive me the same way. Like, like wow, you should be at the tippy, tippy top. Mm-hmm. And then in my head, I'm just like, yeah, you know, the performance was aight. It was okay. Mm. That, that has nothing to do with them. That's just me.
0: Mm.
1: It's me to me. Mm. It's interesting, bro. They're, shit. It's very interesting how how many similarities that like. I mean, I mean, I in I a
0: way that's kind of good because like you're never jaded by, you know, people's perceptions or people's recognition of you. You kind of always it kind of keeps
1: you level headed, no? Mm. Level headed in what way? Because I have a very I have I have thoughts about like you know being cocky mm-hmm. or like not to like, say you that know, you're arrogant. cocky, but you never feel because like, I don't think there's a problem with being cocky. To be honest. Yeah, I
0: don't think there's a problem being cocky, but like. You, it, it, you always feel like there's always something to be improved on. There's always something. To work on. You know what I mean? Like you know that there's like the internal, like the the performance is external and internal. So it's like you're always judging yourself against yourself. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, so. And that's part of the reason
1: why, like when it comes to like performances, I don't ever look at them again. Me any any strings, Me any strings attached that we post? Me I never look at it, yo. <laughs> after we do, after we finish editing it, I don't watch it again. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm on to the next. I'm on to the next. I don't want.
1: I don't want to see it. I don't want to compare myself to it, I it because I I understand this. The phones and cameras can only pick up but so much of your performance. Hmm. But while I'm on that stage, I'm super confident that I'm doing everything right, hmm. everything. Hmm. So it's just like why judge myself to something that's altering. A real experience. Mm-hmm. If you ask me personally, I kinda wish that people would just put their phones away when I perform. Hmm. To be honest. Just just watch it. Just experience it. That's mm-hmm. that's what it's here for. Mm-hmm. Experience it, internalize it, go back home, reminisce on it, that's it. Don't mm-hmm. post it. Don't nah. tweet it. Don't <laughs> send it to me back in an email. I don't I don't want to see it again.
0: Nah, but I mean, your, your, your talent elicits that response for people to pull it. And that's the, that's the thing that's so crazy. Paradoxical about it is like your performance is so, you know, it's so um singular and it's so, um, no, nah, I don't, extravagant is not the word, but I want to say sing, it's so singular. Like people would be like, yo, this is a moment I gotta, like, I have to record this. Cause it's like, this is like a highlight. This is a highlight. This is something that I can't like. I can't just let this like this be just stuck in my head. Like I have to like be like boom. I recorded it. it. I was here when this happened. You know what I mean? That's what's so interesting about that. Mm. That's what's so interesting about that because it's like the the exact that the reaction that you want uh, you'll never get just because of how special your talent is.
1: There was only one reaction. This was actually the, like the birth of Matt Violinist. It was the one time that I like really put all of my talents together and then presented something to an audience, that was the biggest reaction that I ever got. Um you know bless the child, right? That's my That brother. is my guy Seth.
0: Bless the Child nah. Let's I just want to take a little one minute to just be like, yo, bless the child. Bless the Child is one of the most thorough DJs yes, absolutely. that I've ever heard. Absolutely in my life. Like in my entire life. Bless the Child is a beast. He's a beast of like godly of godly proportions. But yeah, continue, continue. He
1: right. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the video too. But um mm. so I was playing, I'll never forget it. That, that was back when the Rum and Red Bull um rhythm was like like busting, 2011, mm-hmm. um, same same time with the split personality mm-hmm. rhythm. So I was playing and I just heard the crowd going crazy and everything, but I I, I didn't have the, the confidence yet to like look at them and play accurately. I put my head up, I just saw somebody running down, and it was blessed the child. Like blessed just came on the stage, yo, and showed me mad love and everybody went crazy. That was the birth of mm. Matt violinist. Mm. And I remember after that time, I was just like, I want this reaction every single mm. time. Every single time I touch the stage, I want this.
0: Yo, Blessed the yo. Big up to bless the child, man. And that's my guy though. And he shows genuine love. Like, he shows genuine love. Like he's a person who's like called me. Like he's called me, like Literally after my sets, and he's been like, "Yo, you did this good. You did this good. Work on this, da da da. Yo, Big up to bless a child. One of the most thorough de- when it comes to m- knowing music, and I mean like knowing all kind of music, like every R and B, hip hop, dancehall, reggae, soca, merengue. He knows everything. Like he just like, like he just lives and breathes. Music. I love DJs like that.
1: And you know what's funny too, like. I wanna speak on the audiences too. I feel like um, living in Jersey for like, the, I'll say like the better half of my life so far, because mm. I, I was born and raised in the Bronx. And I lived there for about like 12 years, then I moved mm. out to Jersey. When I moved out to Jersey, with the audiences here, they're very uh, specific on what they wanna hear it's, mm. it's hip hop or trap. And for me, I grew up on reggae, soca, dance hall. I grew up on everything. Mm. And it's just like, I feel like the kind of DJ that I am, I'm more like an open format. Kind of, kind of person. Right. You don't know how difficult it was to like try to like reset your thoughts and like reconfine your thoughts because you wanna you wanna go into that dance hall set so bad. You mm. wanna do a thirty minute set, but you know they're probably you aren't gonna feel,
0: know. I think I feel like I started out playing dance. I ain't started out playing soca, but mm. now I'm like the number one soca DJ. <laughs> you understand? So it's like I have that itch, and I feel like if I don't work that muscle, I'm gonna lose my dancehall instincts. Mm Because you know, when you hear that dancehall set, like, it's certain instincts that you have that make the selections just like, you know what I mean? And I never want to, I don't want to lose that just being like this soca guy because everybody's booking me to play the soca. But I'm like, I want to play dancehall too because when I was playing dancehall, I was mean with it. Like, I used to like, Going to parties, and everybody would be like, people, Jamaicans would be like, Yo, who is this Trini boy here <laughs> playing this dance hall the way he playing. Like, I don't know if like days of, like Labor Day going to like these little different parties and stuff like that, and blazing dance hall. Niggas would be like, Yo, what? And then they hear me talking to Mike, and it's like, He's not Jamaican, right? They were like, Yo, where you from? Like, Trinidad- you're Trinidadian, you bad like that, like. Like I'm like I miss that. I miss being that, that bad shitty that's also like Underrated too. Underrated, yo. I miss I miss that. Cause it would catch everybody by surprise. And
1: right? and low key, that's I, honestly to me, that's the best way to go into parties as a DJ. Mm. Or as a talent.
0: Underrated, yeah. And that's I, an, yo, I, yeah, I,
1: I used I used to get this all the I still get this to to this day. Mm. Like there there was one time I did this event for Power 105, right? Mm. So I was standing on the side of the, on the side of the stage, it was a packed house. And I was just chilling. Like, like when, I, when I'm at places and I'm about to perform, I'm not really like about the rah-rah. I'm just there. I'm focused. I'm zoned. And then when I'm done with my performance, then I can kind of let loose. Mm. I had the violin on my, on my shoulder. And then um, there was some dude right by the stage. Performed, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Got off stage. The same guy was standing right there. He was just like, yo, I didn't expect you to do all of that. In my head, I was just like, what the hell did you expect me to do? You think I'm going to sit here and and be mediocre as fuck on this stage with a violin? Mm. Like, nah, if I'm here, I'm here to bust it down.
0: Mm -hmm. like, Bro, and that's a a feeling you're always... Once you bust, that's the feeling you're going to chase. The feeling you're going to chase is when nobody knew you and you made people turn their head.
1: The feeling is way sweeter after that, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's That's the feeling that I chase every time I play, yo. Because like now that I'm at this point where it's like I'm at the point where I'm like I'm at the top of the top. People is already expecting the top of the top. So it's like I gotta top. I gotta top that because I gotta make people be like, yo, what the like? This guy is really on some different kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Like that's really that's really the the feeling that I chase now in parties. Cause it's like I done. I know I'm a shell, Like at fifty percent, I'm gonna shell. At this point, like, at this point, I know. It. Like, 50%, I'm going to shell the place. I'm going to shell the party.
1: What
0: should you mean by 50%? At 50%, like, I could, like, I could be on autopilot. Like, I could shell a party with my eyes closed. I could just pick the songs, da-da-da, know what to
1: say, da-da-da. You know how the reaction is? Yeah, in order for... It's...
0: it's, it's, it's I, can, I can make it super formulaic if I want to. Mm-hmm. I can make it super formulaic if I want to. But there's no, there's no challenge in that. So it's just like, you know what? Sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'ma start my set with the hottest song. I'ma start my set with the hottest song. And work back. And I'm gonna carry a vibe for I gotta play for an hour. Mm. I have to play for an hour. I'm gonna start my set with the hottest song. And by the end of that set, nigga's are gonna be like, yo, he's still killed. Like the vibe is still up. Like, it's just little challenges here and there that you have to set yourself up for? Because like in a position that in a position that i I'm, I'm in. Because it could feel like it, just, it could just feel like a repeat. Every single weekend, every single weekend, you're closing here, you're closing here, you're closing there. Like you're doing the same kind of sets. So like, to and the that point, takes a toll. It takes a toll. It takes a toll on you yeah, mentally. It does. It, it really takes a toll does. on you mentally because i like, I like I like to record my sets and put it up, and it's like if I'm recording the same closing sets, it's like it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. There's no challenge in that. So it's like that's why. That's why I do shit like Strings Attached. That's why I do shit like this. Because it's just like, I'm not just gonna sit here and just be like the number one DJ and like have, the, y'all already have your idea of like what that number one DJ is. And I'm like, oh yeah, nigga, I am culture. I'm about to show you a whole different level of this shit. I like, might like play and Matt the violinist may come and you may never have known it. And we just come down. Chances and
1: are, I probably wouldn't even know.
0: <laughs> we just come up. We just come down and busty place one time. And I want niggas to be stuck like, yo, what the
1: fuck was that? That's the best feeling. Yeah, like
0: yo, what was? And I'm telling you, that's the that's the feeling that I'm always trying to chase. Like yo, did you see what that nigga just? Did, did you hear what he just did? Like yo, what the fuck? I don't want to just. I'm not satisfied with yo. You sh-. Like yo, you did good. Yo, you shout, You shout. I'm never satisfied with that. I'm always wanna be like, yo, nigga, like, bow at my feet right now, like, yeah, yeah. the undeni- like, like yeah. when, when
1: a set is like undeniably, undeniably. good,
0: undeniably good, and I, that's what that's what happened, especially when I was when I was like on the come up, and my hunger was my hunger was on a different, and this had to be like a year and a half ago, a year and a half ago, my hunger was on a disgusting level. Cause I was going in parties. It didn't matter where I played. I could have played the warm up. I could have played the prime time. I could have played the closing set. I was flattening everything. I was flattening everything, and people used to just be like, "Oh my God! Like you're just like like you're just different." And that's the feeling that I want every single time. Like, and I think that's why I still I still go hard because there's a there's a way in which. Like I could just rest on my laurels and just be like, uh, oh, I get bookings every weekend. It's pretty much set in stone at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I got my set amount of monthly income. I know what's coming in. I know what's like. I can just chill. I don't even have to DJ every
1: weekend. I still do it. I mean, especially with this coronavirus flying around, <laughs> we're not gonna be DJing on a plane for the next. Well, allegedly, Girl, when
0: I came back from St. Lucia Carnival, I just did a free gig.
1: Just cause.
0: Just cause. Just cause, just cause I wanted to DJ, and also cause I wanted to niggas to 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 know that I was back.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> just cause I wanted niggas, I wanted niggas to know. <laughs> I'm gonna, go like, I wanted niggas to know, like yo, y'all had a little, y'all had a little week or two or whatever. I wasn't here. I, right, I'm back. Nothing is changing. Everything is going back to the way shit was.
1: That is, that's dope. Yeah. That is dope. Yeah, man. But yo, man, a lot of people don't know. Hmm. We're still in this coronavirus epidemic situation <laughs> that's going on. Me and Mega both had events canceled on us. Facts. Facts. <laughs> like within the short time that we were together. And um, boy, is this... Uh...
0: Drugs are about to move. <laughs> Listen, drugs about to the move. And by far enterprise, we're <laughs> about to step into a whole different business venture. Because this is really all I do for a living. <laughs> So now yo, I'm kind of stuck.
1: They were saying that, like, you, you read something to me. You said um, meetings of over 500 people or more are banned.
0: Yeah, You don't want me to survive. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't want to see me eat. You don't want to see me eat. I don't want to see a black man win. That's crazy. That's, you know It's really crazy? In my head, I'm thinking, like, yo, I know the capacity that I have for the boat is 450. <laughs> So if I am up like, yo, I save. I save just as long as, you know what I mean? I don't go over a certain kind of number. I'm good. So, but yeah, it's really crazy. And like, that's really starting to really think about like as a creative. It was like, what the fuck do you do if some shit like this happens, yo? Like, my life, like my livelihood is now being directly affected. Right. By this virus. Like, this what,
1: two, Go ahead.
0: Two events that like, I know I was getting surefire money. As soon as I left off the set, you know what I mean? Now that's postponed. You know what I mean? And so I got rent. I got bills. hmm I want to buy clothes. I like nice things. I like nice shoes. I like nice shirts. I like to, you know what I mean? I like to look presentable when I walk outside. You understand? So it's like, this is going to be an interest. I mean... I'm good. I, let's America. I'm good. Podcast, YouTube world. I'm good. Like honestly, financially, I'm good. Like I have no complaints.
1: But listen, if you want to uh, donate to the Bank of Bafo, I know like, exactly. I have
0: no complaints. But
1: you M- like- matter of fact, this is what we need to do, right? <laughs> For the quarantine session, mm. you need to just start going live. Just go live and just DJ.
0: Just go live and DJ, yo. Facts.
1: And find some sort of way you could charge people like a dollar. Find some. <laughs>
0: Find way. People will <laughs> tune in too, right? People would people will That'll be a vibe. In. People will real tune in. But yeah, that's the yo, that's the, the, the vibes I'm on. It's like, yo, my livelihood is about to be affected. But like it really makes me sit down and think, like, yo, what if it like all goes away tomorrow? Like how would I would I get be able to get back up on my feet? And I think I would. I think I would. I think I'm just wired that way. I'm just wired to win. I never had a the first time I had a job, like a real employee job i was- a professor at St Peter's, and that was what two years ago that was like my first ever like employment like I've always lived off of my art and so i'm a i'm gonna always find a way to make it happen
1: and what happened with that job
0: uh the d j career
1: oh so you quit
0: the d j career made me quit Cause it literally was like the december of Twenty the, the the December of twenty eighteen. Yeah, the December of twenty eighteen I did this party called Santa's house in Williamsburg. And ever since that day, literally, I get a call to get booked every single day. If not not called directly to me, but my manager gets that call or gets the text. Mm. Literally I... literally People think I'd be a liar when I say like literally every single day I get a booking inquiry.
1: Oh, listen, you don't gotta tell me because it's the same way for me. Mm. Same exact way. Mm. People don't understand. That's like people think that like I do these covers because oh like I just love to do it. Like, no, mm. that's how I eat. That's how yeah. I that's how I create the demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. So it's literally every single day. So I I gotta be I'm really thankful. I'm really, really thankful. But It did retire me from from teaching because, like, the thing about doing doing so many good things at a high level is, like, they're going to demand more of your time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's always going to be a thirst for good people in their field. So, like, if I'm doing good in poetry and I'm doing good in DJing at the same time, eventually something's going to have to give. Because like I could pull my, my attention could be pulled to poetry, but then also attention could be pulled to DJing. I can't do, it. and at some point you can't do both. You're gonna reach a breaking point. You're gonna reach a breaking point.
1: I mean, the way I look at it, as long as you're good, as long as you have skills, talented, you'll mm. never be out of business.
0: Yeah, yeah, you'll never be out of business because it's always it's always that demand for like good DJs, and that's why I feel like in the pantheon or whatever of like. These DJs that's out here, like my name is going to, I really feel like my name is always going to be relevant. Because at the end of the day, when you strip down the by far brand, when you strip down the the image and the shock value of, oh, he's short and he wears glasses and he, you know what I mean? When you strip all of that down, what you come up with is just a great DJ. Like At the end of the day, no matter how you slice it, I just know how to play music. You know what I mean? And that's never, I'm always going to get money for doing that.
1: Mm -hmm. I hear that. I hear that shit. Yeah, man. So we've been doing this for about an hour and a half now. Oh, shit, bro. Everybody always says that. Like, it's been an hour and a half. It it kind of flies by. It kind of flies by,
0: man. I ain't even know that.
1: Yeah, man. I mean... Hmm. I don't even I don't even think I have anything else to really talk about with you to be honest. Like we didn't really touch on like your inspirations or anything like that. Mm, my inspirations. Um, Who inspired you? Where do you post? Just in from? general. I honestly say and people think it's the cockiest shit in the world. Mm. I always say like my biggest inspiration is me. There is no better feeling. Like when we complete mm. a strings attached episode or something like that mm. and it's fire and it's like I, I like surpass my own expectations, mm. that's inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. So there's no body, there's no person, there's no artist, nothing Mm. that can give me greater inspiration than I can give myself. Mm. You know? But I'm always interested in people Mm. like you. Like being being that we have like a lot of similarities, like Mm -hmm. where do you pull your inspiration from?
0: That's so interesting because like I just um one thing that I've like I don't think I've like Struggled isn't the right word I vacillated back and forth In terms of my ideas About belief and faith In just things Um, And then like Higher powers And all of that stuff like that And like um, So I don't know I used to always think that You know what I mean I'm doing this kind of like In the service of God Or like I'm A vessel You know what I mean And there's this God That's like You know what I mean And controlling me You know what I mean But I just, I've been in this place where it's just like, almost an emptiness, but it's not in any way like bad or anything, but kind of just, I kind of just been inspired by nothing. I'm just inspired by nothingness. And I think that's why I'm so creative. Because there's really no, it's like in the Matrix, like there is no spoon. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like you can do whatever with it. Yeah, I can just do whatever with it. It's
1: like there's really that I'm inspired by nothingness. So the idea that you can essentially make whatever happen. Yeah,
0: I'm inspired. I think I'm inspired by that. It's and not.
1: It's not me. And it's, that 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 shit yeah. is dope too. And I yeah. always say that shit too. It's just like, like I I had conversations with people who thought I was like arrogant and cocky. I'm like I'm not yeah. arrogant, motherfucker. Everything that I'm talking about, I can do well. Yeah. So right. I speak of what I do extremely highly. Right. I think it makes you uncomfortable, mm. which is why you're calling me out on it. Mm. But it's like, this is how I get it. Yeah. And it's like, the way I get it, I can do everything. Look, look at how much stuff I'm doing right now. Mm. Videography, yeah. lighting, right. like exactly, audio yeah. stuff. See yeah. what I'm saying? I can literally do it all. Just so keep you,
0: so you, So you, you, um, you have those moments where you just sit back and you just, look at, you just look around and you be like, yo, I really do a lot of shit.
1: Mm-hmm. It takes a toll. Mm. I told you about my mental breakdown after episode two with Gail mm. Royal G mm. I can do it it's mm. gonna cost me though mm. it's gonna cost me mm. time frustration what
0: well, did you did you feel reward okay so when that when that episode came out did you feel like and you seen the reaction did you like take it in or were you so like swamped like mentally that it kind of like you kind of didn't even like I don't want to say appreciate it because I'm, I'm sure you appreciate it but you didn't you didn't like did you have time for yourself after it was said and done to be like, "Yo, I did that."
1: My okay, I think the most the most interesting thing was watching how people reacted to it on your platform mm-hmm. and Gail's platform. Mm-hmm. Those were the two most interesting parts to me. Mm-hmm. So on my own end, I'm not really paying attention to how how it's gonna like do on my page. Um, but your second half of the question was did I have did I take out time to like what? Enjoy it or what? Yeah, did you take yeah, did
0: you take time to like like really like yeah did it process within you like
1: that you had did something like dope? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yo, a lot of people don't know. We were shooting that for what six hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Non stop. Nonstop. Non-stop.
0: Non-stop. And the,
1: the amazing thing about it, because like I, I get frustrated easy. Like when I say that we're gonna do something for two hours, I wanna do it for two hours and get it done with, mm. be over with, like everybody was in such a good mood. Yeah. Nobody really yeah, fussed every, about it. I mean, because that's one
0: thing, it's the work. Like and it's like for me it's like, what the fuck? I don't got nothing else to do that day. I don't got no else to do that day. You know what I mean? Like this is really like and this is like I'm so blessed to be a creative. And it's like once again, it's that nothingness. It's like the day is nothing and I make it something.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Something that I care
0: about. Yeah, I, may, I make it reality. something that I care about. It's not attached to work. I don't I'm not catching up on any work. I'm not doing I'm not doing any of that. You know what I mean? It's not like it's the day can literally like the day the day can literally be nothing. And I can plan out something and I can make something fruitful. I'm about to plan out an event right now for 4:20, and like the thrill that's gonna give me to be like, yo, I'm just sitting here in my bedroom and I'm just writing down these notes of what I'm gonna eventually put into fruition. Mm-hmm. Like I really just made this day like soup. I can make my day super productive just sitting and writing on my bed for a half an hour,
1: and that's power. It's power you know I mean? do, you, do you actually like physically write them out, or do you like type them?
0: Ah, I, I write them out now. Yeah, I've been look I mean, I'm I'm getting back in because I want to get back into writing poetry like I'm getting back into the process of like writing freehand.
1: You know it's funny too. Like I always tell people too, like um I have a list. Always crossing things off. Mm-hmm. Always crossing them off. Mm-hmm. And it's just like once you hold yourself accountable, accountable. to this list, mm-hmm. oh my god. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff you can just knock yeah,
0: out. Yeah, it's, it's it's too much. It's too much like you get that thirst to be like yo I want to write more. <laughs> I need more to like. I need more goals to hit.
1: Like, Cause you know? I'm not done. Yeah, and, and it's just like I literally feel weird. Like it's like, and I almost think that like, where I'm at is like a disease. I don't know how to rest. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the drawback. I never know when I'm done.
0: I forgot what. What show was it? I think it was Family Guy when Peter meets his father. And His father is like his father spends. I think he spent his entire like life like at this diner or something eating like a donut and some shit, and like Peter's like when want- it's like yo, when are you gonna like, you know what I mean, come reconcile with the family? And he's like, when I'm finished. Like he's like when I'm finished, and that's why I feel like I feel like I'm gonna be like Peter's dad. Like I'm gonna be that person that's so intensely working on his things and working on his and has tunnel vision for whatever the fuck that he's doing. That's like. I'm never gonna feel like I'm finished. That's the only thing that I'm like I really think about. It's like I'm getting older, thinking about, you know what I mean? You start thinking I'm seeing all of my my peers and stuff have kids, getting married and all that stuff. And I'm like, none of that is it I don't see none of that for me right now. Yo, I
1: ain't gonna lie, I think kids are overrated. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I, yo, I swear to God, there's something weird about parents because parents always say the same thing. Like I just love my kids. My kids just changed my life. Mm. I swear to God, if if parents can anonym, anonymously give their kids back to the higher being <laughs> and trade in their parent card, I bet you like more than half of them would. <laughs> I get my time back. I get my weekends back Yo, and all of
0: that. Bro, <laughs> Like I really like and like my brother has a kid and like for me now that sets me at ease. Like oh my god, like my parents are already grandparents. So I don't gotta. No pressure. There's no pressure. There's no pressure. But in my head, it's like also, wow. There's really no pressure. Like I really could be out here, just like with no child, with no wife, with no, and like some like a part of me is like, yo, okay. So
1: what? It's so like, like
0: I'm like okay, like
1: and that's no uh, that's another thing too. I, I I like that um that that nothingness conversation that we were having mm. like um. There were people that find it weird that I'm this age and I have no children. Mm. I'm just like, you do know there is no rule book to having children. Yeah, there's no. There's rule no book. rule book to none of this shit. None being this- successful, being uncreative, like getting a- getting things done, there is mm. no rule book. It is what you want yeah, it to be. That's
0: what I'm saying. I'm inspired by nothing. I'm inspired by this idea that, you know, like, literally nothing could be happening, and like you just you're just a creator. You does know, a creator. being a creative is like the best thing in the world. It's also the most daunting because it's just like, now my life, my livelihood depends on my ability to create. And that's a whole. De- it's not like flipping a burger. Like, you know what I mean? It depends on my ability to make fresh new things every single time or things that people can be engaged in or things that other people can, hundreds to thousands of people are engaged in and believe in. Mm-hmm. That's some, that's some shit.
1: And it's I think something that's actually really important for me too, that I'm actually learning, and I think that's the reason why I have my hand in so many different things, is challenging myself to start to be bad at something Hmm. again. And I think Oh, I love
0: being wrong. I love being wrong.
1: And I think I think you know, you know, that's that's a different conversation. Being Hmm. wrong and strong too is something that I feel like I have to experience in everything that I do. Hmm. I have to be so confident that I'm right and fall on my ass with like I bet. Hmm. What were you saying now? You said that that one plus one is 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 two now. I thought it was sixteen, you know, you know. But it's it's just like I feel like that's that's like the beauty of this podcast right now because I like you know like I said earlier like I I don't feel like I was ever the best articulator. I have brilliant thoughts, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like actually verbally expressing that, sometimes I like have trouble doing this. I feel bad at doing this podcast right now, Mm. you know. And so far, I like it. It's new,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and it's just like. I don't know. Do you feel like it's important to be bad at something? Ever? Or like to re-challenge yourself? I think it's important to challenge
0: myself. I think it's always important to challenge myself. I think that... I don't think it's important to be necessarily bad at something, but I feel like you should always... I feel like someone should always be a challenge to you. or You should always be able to strive to work work a certain, Um, which is why... There's another reason why I do the strings attached thing, because it's like, this a like, who, like...
1: Nobody's doing it.
0: Nobody's doing it. And also, like, who the fuck says that this shit is even supposed to work? Who the fuck says, like, who's, like, how? How does it work? It's working. It's working. Like, but how does it work? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I came to you with the idea, it's not like, oh my god, I knew the demographic and the target audience. We're gonna we charge this, go this much now. Like, we don't know none of that. I'm just being creative, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I think it's important just to just continue to challenge yourself.
1: And people got to do shit blindly too. There's certain things you got to just do blindly. You don't know where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. You don't know how it's gonna turn out. There's no rule book to it. Just, just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Just fucking do it. Just do it. And and I'll and I'll also say to you, you can do it. But everything is not for the public eye. Mm. You don't have to make your mistakes in public. Yeah, in order to be yeah,
0: great. yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't be taking my lumps in public no more. Mm-mm. No, no. I won't be taking my lumps in public because you know one thing about this generation is like they th- there's a, like a thirst for that. There's a thirst for you to lose. There's a thirst for you to lose. A thirst, you to lose. a thirst for you to fall in your ass, There's a thirst for you to fall from grace. And that's and that's another thing that keeps me going too. As a DJ, is like I'm never giving, I'm never giving these niggas the satisfaction of seeing me lose. Not gonna happen, not in a million years. It's not gonna happen. Like nah, I came, I came too far. I worked too hard. Like mm 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 mm. I, I can't I cannot see myself losing, just because I know how many niggas want me to lose.
1: You ever um suffered from any jealousy or anybody in your circle was like jealous of you? In my circle, no. At least I don't...
0: I, I highly doubt. In my circle, nah. Jealousy, nah. Because I think... Um, I think one thing about me is that I've always been a person who's like... I've always kept, kept it in-house. Mm-hmm. I've always kept the vibes in-house. Like, even like right now, I'm trying to like... My bro, my bro sell weed and like he does edibles too. So like... I'm trying to, like... I'm plugging him plugging him into my boat ride. Like, yo, sell elbows on the boat. You know what I mean? We trying to do this 420 thing right now. I don't even think I should be telling people all the plans and stuff that we got going. But, like, I've always <laughs> been about... It's always been about me and my niggas at the end of the day. Like, my close friends, like me, Shamari, Jerry, Cleasy, like, I got the best friends in the world, bro. Like, it's always been about friendship, like, to us. Like, it's always, it's never been about this, like... This DJ shit and the Soka scene shit has never been about that far. It's just old. you what?
1: know, yo, you know, it's actually so funny too. Like, and that's one thing I did notice about you—you you do put your own on. Mm. And I remember, like, like early—I want to say like 2013, 2014. Like, any any spot that I had to like put a violin, like, um, one of my homeboys, Roy. Like, we grew up together. Like, and he's like significantly older than me too. Mm. So there'll be times I'll be like, oh, you know, I have this this singer that I always like bring along. They're like, no, Matt, it's only, we only wanted you, blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, you want you just want me, right? right okay, fine, fine, right, fine. How long is my set? You got seven minutes. I'm like, I right, bet. So backstage, I will tell Roy. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna give you two minutes. I'll do the five. Mm. And I just love, I just love the fact that I was able to like just just share the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just share it with people. Yeah. Even even at um, it was me and Blackout actually did Howard University. They hired me to um play the violin. They were like um, yeah, just let us know how many people you're bringing along with you. Like like a plus the plus ones. I need fourteen plus ones. They were just like fourteen? I'm like, yeah. I'm like everybody here is doing something. Right. Even if even if they're just there to like just provide good energy. Right. Everybody's there to that's do something. Like, that's like, important.
0: That's, that's the whole point of by far, yo. Even me me and Cruzo working together, it was so organic. It was just like, yo, I was just like, yo, I'm DJing here. Yo, pull up. Pull up. MC for me. And he'd be DJing somewhere, they'd be like, yo, MC for me and it just
1: and it just works
0: it just, it just it just works you understand like i've never been the person to be like i mean and of course like in my head it's like i know i could do all of this shit by myself i could do all this shit by myself i could be the number one dj by myself and I I never wanted to do it like that like i just I, I i don't operate i don't operate so i like i like being around a lot of creative people or like people i like i like to be attached to people with that same creative drive as me people who can who can be in the room with me cuz a lot of people can't be in the room with me a lot of people can't, um, they can't match the hustle, they can't match the drive, they can't match the intuition. Sometimes I need, like even how Blackout just had the idea for the, like, by Pat, and you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I need people like like that, who can, like, I can be like, all right, boom, 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 Because now we're cascading great ideas on top of each other. Yeah, you know you, that's what I'm saying? You know
1: what's funny? I actually do have a, a really bad issue with people who shut down ideas instead of mm-hmm. presenting new ones.
0: You says, mm-hmm. Yeah, don't come to me with a problem, come to me with a solution to the problem.
1: Right. Any anybody can see the issue. Anybody anybody can see the issue. Anybody can see the I, issue. And I have this analogy too. Like um, there was like a, a few beefs that I had with 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 some people that used to always present issues to me. Mm. Like like, oh you 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 need a lawyer, you need an entertainment lawyer. Why? But you you just need one. So I said, you know what? And I, I painted out this analogy. I said, if there's a basketball game, right? You have players, you have the coach, and you mm. have the fans. Your coach is always yelling at you, and the fans are always yelling at you, right? Who would you rather listen to? Would you rather listen to your coach? Somebody who has experience with the game, whether it's it's experience with being a player or experience being a coach, Mm -hmm. or a fan, somebody who's just casually watching and doesn't understand a goddamn thing about what's really going on, Mm -hmm. right? I said, a coach presents solutions. Fans point out problems. Mm -hmm. Which one are you? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Help me find a solution. Don't help me point out the problems. Right. Even if you know nothing about it, right. right? So it's like if you're shouting out, like, "Oh, you need to get a lawyer." Okay, fine. If you're gonna help me find a lawyer, lawyer right? Why, why? Like, did you Google a lawyer? Did right, you Google? Exactly. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there, like more I shut th-
0: people. I shut people out quick who do that shit too. Yeah, don't just don't just present the problems because it's just like, all right, that doesn't it that does, that doesn't do anything for me. It Ain't doing anything for me. So it's like, yeah, I I shut people out. I like I shut out quick to like dumb kind of conversations like that. That it, it doesn't bring any Nothing productive coming out of that
1: Nothing productive coming out of that, yeah, that, that those, are, those are the people for me That it's just tough to be around mm. Critiques and especially people that like um, That don't know anything About what I'm doing or why I do it mm. You know So it's just like if you don't play an instrument You're not, you think you like music mm. But you're not musical mm. You don't present any good ideas, you have bad energy You can't tell me shit
0: <laughs> I don't care how
1: bad it is either. You can't, don't, I don't want right. to hear you talk.
0: Nah. worst people for me is, the, is talented people that don't have no drive or no ambition and just. Oh my goodness. That irks my soul. That irks my soul, man. Because it's like, I hate people that are so talented and have so much potential. I hate wasted potential. That's what I hate the most. Like, and that's why I, I like to keep my people sharp. Like, I be on my people, yo. I'd be like, yo, wake wake the fuck up. Why wasn't you like all my DJs in my army or whatever? I may hit one of them up like, yo, why wasn't you here at this party with me? You could have met this promoter. I could have had you shaking hands here. I could have had you this. I could've had it. Like, yo, you gotta be certain places and you gotta know the totality of the game. Like a lot of this stuff is not about talent. It's just about just it's just about being present. You know how much how much bookends I've gotten just by just being in a party, just mm-hmm. by like just being there. Not DJing, not doing nothing. I didn't have to buy no bottle. I didn't have to do none of that. I just was just there. And then the promoter hit me up like, oh, I seen you here. Right. I'm going to put you on my next one. You know what I mean? Certain stuff like that is, is, is that simple. And I didn't even need... And that's the thing. like I didn't need nobody to tell me that stuff. A lot of stuff I didn't need a lot of people to tell me. A lot of people told me, tell me things now that I'm in the position I am, like how to maintain the position, things they they seen people do in the past, but in terms of like the rise, I didn't have no no I didn't have no mentor or nothing or something like that. It's just things that like I feel like there's just certain stuff. Like if you want it, you're gonna like intuit and like it's gonna be an intuition of yours to know.
1: You're gonna figure it out. You're
0: gonna figure it out. You're gonna How, how, going how to do geese out.
1: know to fly south? They just there's no there's no you just do it.
0: You just do it. And that's like I feel like people who constantly need like to be coached or prodded and stuff like that. Like I don't have no patience for that. Like I like self initiative.
1: I th- I think um. The the patience part, th- there's a part of it that I disagree with, mm. because I'm I'm gonna say with somebody like me that has like. Spurts of like depression issues, mm-hmm. self doubt, esteem mm. issues. Yeah. Sometimes a talk can get you through that. Yeah. But it's, it's it's just like but it's like the, the intuition of like my own personal drive is has not gone. Mm-hmm. I'm just stifled yeah. by something yeah. right now.
0: I don't do good with that. I'm the type of person that'll see you in that state and I'll be like, nigga, we got work to do. <laughs> I'm the, I'm I'm really just I've always been that kind of person. It's like, yo, nigga, like I understand that, you know what I mean? Sometimes the shit gets shaky, but Sometimes you gotta shake back, nigga. Get the fuck up. Let's get this work. We gotta, we got this show to do. Like that's one thing that I gotta. I'm, I'm like learning more of is the is the patience part of it. Cause like for me, it's just like yo, when you at the moment, like the moment not gonna wait for you. That's my whole. That's my whole my my whole process. Like yo, the moment's not gonna. The moment's not gonna wait for you. The moment's not gonna wait for me. So it's like let's get it. Let's let's get it. Like, I I went through real, I went through real thing last year. My mother died, two car accidents, fucked up relationship. I was going through it. Mentally, I was going through it. Mentally, I was going through it. But like, I channeled that shit through my DJ. Like, all the while, all of that shit was going on, I was on fire as a DJ. I was on, I was really on fire. I was really
1: on one, you know? I was really on one. I feel you. And I'm I, that's why I'm actually really like appreciative like mm. that you are actually here right now because a lot of people don't know they don't know how much work goes into like putting out something as simple as like a podcast like we're doing right now. Mm. But as far as like the mental breakdowns and like like I I, I literally had one yesterday. Mm. I was in the I was in the bed all day. I was supposed to answer emails, mm. I was supposed to prep for strings attached, mm. do all of that. But the moment you said like yeah, I'm pulling up, I was just like, all right, shake it off, mm. let's get it. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's like what it's time. to get it? I was uh, like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. And we knocked out how much stuff today? Yeah. Like got, four. <laughs> like got, four four of months of content. Yeah,
0: we locked we locked out a lot of stuff. Cause that's another thing too. Like I was like, I'm not gonna let no I'm not gonna let like whatever the hell the fuck is happening in the outside world like stop what I know. You know what I mean? There's a vibe right now. So it's like and I know when I'm when I lock in that I'm able to and I'm able to put in that work, I know how dangerous I become. So I'm like, yo. Unstoppable. Yeah, bro. So I'm like, yo, even if I'm going through I got mad stuff that I'm thinking about and stuff of that nature, is like I'm a, I'm gonna put that to the side for a little bit and just focus on this right here and see what come out of this. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, I gotta I gotta work I gotta work on my patience because I'm a very and at at this point I have no other choice but to be demanding. Every single time, demanding of myself and demanding of others. I don't have no other choice, cause everything that we're doing, you know, what I mean, we got th- tens of thousands of eyes watching everything, everything that we're doing. So, yeah, you know I mean, but also you also gotta also also gotta learn how to take take time for myself. Like I've been, I've been swearing I'm gonna go do some therapy or some kind of thing, and I just haven't done it. You know what I mean? Right now my creativity all this shit is like my cloak. This shit is like my cloak. It's like if I can continue doing this and I can thrive in this, I don't need to like I don't need to like get therapy. I don't need to do none of that stuff like that. You know what I mean? That's just how that's how this is how I think about it. You know what I mean? This is like my escape. This is my escapism.
1: I hear you. Mm. Well, you might check me. I I I don't know about that therapy thing, man. I think it's one of those like it's like approaching a girl, it's the first step.
0: Mhm.
1: You know. Yeah. But you know, as far as like traumatic experiences listen, I I there, I can't even count how many experiences that I had that mm-hmm. are traumatic, but I I'm I'm looking into it though.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking into I mean my mother's 1 year anniversary of her passing is in 2 weeks. Mhm. Is in 2 weeks, so it's like I mean, I've never had to deal with that before, you know. So I don't even know how that is going to go. Mhm. Um so I don't know but of course I always think about that, but then I also have this, you know what I mean? And I also also think about like what my mother would have wanted for me to do.
1: Was she proud of you with this whole DJ stuff?
0: By the time that I started like blowing up as a DJ, she had gotten sick and like really out of her head. So she didn't really understand mm-hmm. really everything that I was doing. My father's proud of me for sure. But um, I think my mother was just proud of me in general. I think my mother was proud of me, like just graduating college and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Regular mom shit. But she, she—I don't think she understood. Like she would have no idea, like what I became. You know what I mean? Like or, or how much I mean to my community. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, but she was just proud of me, just in general. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. Sorry for your loss, man. I I'm, I'm I'm no stranger to like losing loved ones mm. and everything and I know everybody hand, handles it differently. Mm. <laughs> it's not funny but it's it, in hindsight it's it's I kind of chuckle thinking about it. I remember um I lost both of my grandparents. I lost my great grandmother and then like a week later I lost my grandmother. Mm. So this is when I was on scholarship um at William Patterson. Mm. So um you know my mind was just all over the place. It just was not in the books. Mm. I wasn't um, well studied or anything. So, you know, we would do it. We, I was in um, ear training. So, ear training is like, you know, if you hear like an interval, like dum dum, you're supposed to be able to like understand the scale and know how to name that, that, that mm-hmm. interval. Right. Is it a fourth? Is it a fifth? Is it, you know, a third? So, my professor called on me and I got it wrong. And then he was just like, wow, Mr. Silvera, um, you're making me wish that I never became a professor. And I just got up and I just left. Like it, was, but it was really abrupt. Like I was, I was just fucking tight. I just couldn't take it no more. Mm. So like before I walked out, I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna talk to you after after class, right? So, you know, I went to his office. We started talking, and I had like like I had like this breakdown. Like everything just started to like to like hit me. You know, tears started flowing and everything. I was like, yeah, I just lost my grandmother and I lost my great grandmother I wasn't really close to my great grandmother like that, but it was my grandmother. My grandmother right. was like my homie, right. and this motherfucker—this was the worst bar ever. He was like, "Well, you know, grandmas get old and they die," and I was just like, fam, that's not a bar, fan. You could—you know—you know what I'm saying? You could have came with something better, something right, yeah. a little smoother. Grannies get old and they die." I was like, Psst. "I'm done. I'm—I'm I'm not coming back to class. Like, mm. I'm out, man." But yeah, man. I mean, even—even even through the death with me as the time went on this kind of a relief mm. that comes along with it mm. so it's like a newfound perspective on when people transition
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's just like oh this these people around me they're not going to be around forever i'm not going to be around forever right you know so it's just like even even like when when my grandmother passed you know, like you know it was really tough in the beginning but now it's just like mm. those those good times mm. i cherish them now Right. I'm like, I'm like, that's how her legacy is passed on. Like me and my brothers, we, we always have like a bunch of quotables mm. from my grandmother and everything. Like, like it's like she's literally like in us, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, that's the cool part about it now. That's interesting. Like, you know? I think
0: I'm on a different. I'm on ai have I'm I'm so. I've always been into like science and stuff like that. So I think like right now I'm just like I've really been into like researching about like what happens when you die, you know and I mean what is that. Experience like or what's that feeling like, which is why I think like I haven't necessarily mourned as of yet. My mother's passing has just made me look at death in a different way. I'm just so I'm so interested. I'm so interested in like that kind of stuff. I'm so interested in that kind of stuff, like death and what happens when you die, and you know what I mean what is the soul and things of that nature. And once again, it's just that that not- The idea of nothingness. The idea of like when I die. I may just be nothingness. Like I may just be nothing. Like I am technically gonna be gonna be nothingness, or I'm gonna have the perception perception of nothingness with the no consciousness. I'm gonna have no consciousness of like who I am or what I was or anything of that nature. And it's like I'm like that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. It's consciousness is consciousness is like a super powerful thing. It's like a very very super powerful thing. When you think about it, it's like, it's, don't you feel like weird that it's like you're inside like your body and you're looking at me? Like, I, I think, but
1: <laughs> I almost feel like consciousness is, is it's a phenomenon mm-hmm. of being a human being. Mm. You know? Mm. I don't know if consciousness exists outside of that realm. Outside of being a human. Right. Well, no, well, out, outside of like the, the physical being of the human does consciousness still exist right and that's
0: the thing i don't think it does and i think that the end of consciousness is what i'm so interested in because consciousness as a phenomenon is so powerful and because it's so powerful like i think everything well there's this whole thing about like there has to be a god because everything on this in the world and the galaxy whatever is necessary if it wasn't necessary it never would have happened Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So there's that kind of theory. So like I'm thinking, like consciousness is necessary. Like I always thought consciousness was necessary. to what end? I have no idea. But the idea that your consciousness can end and it it ends with the body, it's something that I struggle with. I don't mm-hmm. know if it ends with the body or it doesn't. And if it does, that's just com that's just so completely interesting. And it just highlights how insignificant <laughs> I am. You know what I mean? It's it's really it's really that kind of type of conundrum. 'Cause in in one hand I'm like super insignificant because at the end of the day if I die and that's the end of my consciousness, that's the end of everything, it like it really doesn't matter. But then also like I have this finite finite amount of time here where I do have this phenomenon of consciousness within me and like what am I gonna do with that? I might as well just, you know, what I mean, try to live as the best as I can.
1: Right but there i mean there's there's consciousness and then there's also the spirit mm-hmm. you know like um and I, and that's that's like the strangest thing about corpses to me, especially like somebody who I knew when they were living, and that opportunity to see the corpse, I'm just like the spirit is what made that corpse mm-hmm. alive, mm-hmm. and now it's just
0: yeah but that's why I think you can't have a spirit without mm, the consciousness the consciousness like is the driving force of that spirit because mm-hmm. like, like without, without a consciousness, it's like, there's no, there's nothingness. There's no, there's, n- there's nothing without your consciousness. In my, in my belief, there's nothing without your consciousness. Cause like, if it was like, what, in what way could you perceive of, in what way could you perceive of anything unless you like have some awareness of it? Like not having no, like, I don't know. This is, this is a very interesting conversation. And probably a different podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we could have it here, man. Yeah. This is this is this is mm. not a music podcast. Yeah.
0: All right. So, like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Just the idea of you, you dying, and then after that, there is nothing. Like, really, I don't know. It does weird. It does a weird thing for me, man. Because it's like. I used to, I'm a person who used to be completely terrified of dying. Now I'm just so interested to see what happens. not that I want to die, but I'm just so I'm so interested to see what what's happen- next. yeah I want to see what's next. and I'm interested in the idea that I'll never see what's next because I won't have any consciousness of it. right you know what I mean so
1: but there's something interesting about a spirit. Um, mm-hmm. you can like everybody's been in situations where like nothing is going on, but you just have a bad feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, and it's hard to try to define this as a human with this human consciousness, but what is the spirit? Where does it go? Mm -hmm. We know that it exists. Mm -hmm. What happens to it Mm -hmm. when when, when you're no longer?
0: Yeah. And that's why I think that, that's why I, I lean towards the idea of you will be born again, because the essence of your I, I think the essence of a person's consciousness is too powerful for it to be ever like truly like deleted. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I don't—I don't think that that's—I don't think that that's possible. I don't—I don't—I don't think that it's. That's another thing. It's so interesting about consciousness. Like, I think that you can. I think you'll go into nothingness, but you will. That consciousness will rise again because it kind of has to. I feel like once you exist there was an I feel like once you exist like there's a necessity for your consciousness in so the universe. Now, so I'm, now, I'm,
1: I'm, I don't feel like it goes anywhere. Now the question that 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 arose for me is mm. just like is consciousness a singular thing mm. or is it like complex? I mean like you know like is is is, is your spirit or your consciousness mm. created from different entities mm. from different places.
0: How I break it down is your consciousness is only possible without the functions of your brain, right? Mm-hmm. So your brain your brain governs my brain governs my you know my the senses. Like like my consciousness is my consciousness is um manifest through the senses. My consciousness. My spirit now. That's a whole like that's a different thing. It's attached to my consciousness. Yeah, it's attached to the manifestation of my senses. But now, um, when it comes, like when it comes to the spirit, I think that's what creates the necessity. Like that's what makes the conscious consciousness um, necessary, because there's something within you. I don't know how to I don't know how to explain it like fully, but I think there's something within you that like. When you die in the human form, like, like the spirit of you, the there's something about the spirit of you that has to like continue to linger and continue to press on. And I can't I can't explain why I think that way, but I really feel like the I don't know, just your consciousness is going, your spirit is still remaining. Like it's a it's a very it's a weird thing. Like I feel like the more that I try to like, the more I try to like explain it, the more kind of like. Hit a wall into like what I'm really trying to like
1: and unpack. I, I don't. I don't think our our brains can actually handle it.
0: Mm. Nah, no, I think that I mean I think our brains can handle it, but I think that maybe like you know how we see like sometimes it's like you're like you ever play like the 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 Chinese like finger trap. Yeah, and it's like you don't have to pull. You actually have to push. You have to you have to push further together. so that's how I think about it. It's like I feel like all of our problems is like we really just gotta like really like, whatever we're thinking, we gotta think the inverse. Mm-hmm. Whatever we thing we gotta think
1: the inverse of it and just go from there. Do you believe in a heaven and a hell? No. I don't believe in that either. I don't. I don't. To be honest, I, I really don't even believe in like good and bad. Yeah, I don't. Well, it, it I don't, believe in. I believe in good and bad. I believe. You know, in, I believe.
0: I believe in the certain human constructs that I like. Just necessarily, like believe in. Like I believe in. I believe in good and bad because we as humans have constructed. We've constructed a morality to where we know, like, when something is good and when something right. Is bad.
1: So the key word is constructed. Yeah. So it's just like good and bad to me is really well. Your moral complex is really just based on what side of the fence that you are on. Mm. You know, one man's patriot is another man's terrorist. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on who's fighting for what. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, that, that whole concept of good and bad is, I I really try to do my best to like, to ignore that. Mm-hmm. Because and I think then feel
0: you got to ignore stuff like time. Time is a human construct. It is. It you definitely I mean? is. Time is a human construct. Countries is a human construct. You know what I mean? Territory so it, is. Yeah, territory is. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different things that are... Ownership is... There's there's so many things that are human constructs, but there are things that have been... They are so embedded into who we are and how we develop. It's like... It's true. You know what I mean? Like, it's the truest... Like, it's the truest thing. Like, time is the truest thing. Like, one of the truest things there is. Like, time as a concept. Mathematics as a... I think mathematics is the truest thing there is. Like... Because it's so exact. And it's so it's so exact, it's so precise. Like this and this will always be two. Is it? Because I can make an argument
1: for it being three.
0: Make the argument for this and this being three.
1: Mother, father, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. They okay. link up together and they make a child. All right.
0: Now no. it's three. Alright, so but bef- but before all of that happens, before the link up happens, when you have this thing, you have this integer and this integer, that's two integers, right. and that will never, ever, 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 ever change, which makes it true
1: beyond whether it's a human construct or not, and I think that that is super powerful. And, and you know what's funny? Speaking of like right and wrong and good and evil and a mm. higher being, um, mm. I, I don't remember who said it. It's, it's, I'm not going to take credit for it, but somebody said that they don't believe that God is a God of right and wrong, but rather a God of ultimate math and science. Yeah, I believe that, and that really made sense. And I started to think about it, like, and th- th- these were the thoughts that I had after it. I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. if God is a God of right and wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You ever seen like basketball players pray after a game or before a game? Mm-hmm. It's like, and I've I've been in some of these prayers, like like, oh God, give us the strength to like, you know, to win. Essentially, mm-hmm. so that means that if God is a God of good and good and you know, good and bad, that means that. For this basketball game, God must have a bias because He's helping you win, <laughs> and He's not helping the other team right, win. Right. So in my head, I'm like, that doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You I know. Do think,
0: I do think God. I do. I think God is math. So I think math. I think mathematics is like probably the most true. It's probably the most true concept like ever create. Like, well, I don't even think ever. I don't think we created math. I think that math. I think God is math and science, and I think that we as humans, we just like we're lucky enough to have consciousness to come to the realization of mathematics. That's what I. We are actually
1: pretty trash at it.
0: Yeah, we actually pretty trash. I mean, I don't think you're giving like humans enough credit. as much stuff that we uncovered about the world is like really
1: no. But think about think about it this bottom. way, like like it's like things like 3D printing and stuff like that. How we're getting closer and closer to like recreating like a heart for mm. some for a patient that has, that needs like a heart transplant, right? It's just like our packaging out the box, the original packaging it's just like a human cannot recreate that mm. we can't recreate that under a blade on under a microscope. it'll never ever be the exact hundred mm-hmm. percent but the fact that, we can, that it was. the
0: fact that we can even get remotely close is like I don't really, think it's that close bro. no i think <laughs> I think it's like i mean for us to even like to just even just recreate like a fucking a gun is like. Of, like you could just three d print a gun you could three d print like the fact that the fact that we could you know what I mean that we could find out like we could have this idea that the earth is flat and then mathematically and scientifically prove that the earth is round like think about all of the knowledge that we had to amass. Which like open our eyes up to the world in a way in which like, can you imagine not knowing that the earth was round? Could you imagine not knowing like what pi is or what a right angle is? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Could you imagine not knowing these concepts? These concepts have like literally helped to shape our understanding of like our world and like what is beyond it. Like I think that that's like super... And it
1: helped like advanced technologies. Which yeah, it's advanced Afforded thing. us like the comforts and you know, things that we enjoy on a daily exactly. basis. You know? Exactly
0: and that's why i think and that's why i like i i i um i've spent the last i want to say 2 to 3 years really like reevaluating you know what i mean what god is and what just the concept of god has meant to me in my life because i've had i've had so many struggles and bouts with that, from just growing up in the church, and then you know, what I mean, I went Rasta when I was a teenager, and, and then I just always found myself like feeling like like those paths just wasn't it, and for, and I think the core reason, the core reason for me being thinking that I think that we have we spent too much time propagating God to being. The moral right and wrong God rather than focusing on the math and science, which I really think is where the God truly lies um because there's there's people who tr- who can who who boil down you know what I mean the beginning of the world to like a equations you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think that that's like so like I think that's so ingenious and I think that's so daunting and I think that's so um audacious I think that's I think that's very I think that's very, aud- I think that's very audacious I, I actually give more I give more props to the people who's trying to figure out what God is than to the people who just obey a God or whatever blindly
1: or a concept
0: of yeah or a concept of God blindly um like I don't know, I think I think that's like I think it's super audacious to do that um and I think that the I think the answer really is like really literally in front of us, and like sometimes we just think too hard about it. Like God really for me is just one, and one is always going to be two. Like God is really like this truth in. There's this truth in math, not even in numbers, but just in the mathematics of it.
1: Mm -hmm. This is this is a completely different conversation. Completely different. We've been at this for like pushing two and a half hours now. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring this to a a close, man. Give give them your your twitters and your Instagrams and your Black People Meet and your Skulnicks (laughs) and.
0: Yeah, so y'all can link me at um at by far mega, byfarmega b y f a r m e g a on pretty much any any platform Instagram SoundCloud, Twitter, um hope I haven't scared people away with my thoughts and you know what I mean um look out for me Matt and blackout strings attached we're gonna be doing a lot of things you know what I mean in the coming years hopefully you know what I mean and con- continuing to make a mark.
1: All right, you heard it there first. Matt Violin, podcast. We out of here, baby. Yeah, man.